Step 7. Follow. Appendix C. Abuse Supplement. You matter to God. God chose you. He has a purpose for your life. The work that you have completed so far is a massive blow to Satan's lies. While there can be a great sense of relief following steps 4, 5, and 6, you may now begin to notice how much your abuse has influenced how you see yourself, your identity. Take time to answer these questions now. Question 1. Review your answers from Question 1 on Step 7, Week 1, Day 3. Which names on this list were a result of your abuse? List them. Add any other names that originated from the abuse which were not in your first list. From family? From others, including your abuser. From yourself, due to the damage of abuse. Question 2. How did the names above, those you accepted and those you fought against, influence your thoughts and behaviors toward yourself, others, and God? Or how you managed life? Satan is the father of lies. There is no truth in him. He uses any means necessary, especially suffering, to pull you away from God. Thankfully, Jesus is your advocate. He is the way, truth, and life. Christ came to give you his name. He came to wash, justify, and sanctify you, set apart, so that you can reflect God's image. John 20 verse 31 says, These scriptures are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Common lies of abuse versus God's word. The lie, I am stupid. The truth, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. See Psalm 139, verse 14. The lie, I am worthless. The truth, I am priceless, purchased with the blood of Christ. See 1 Corinthians 6, verse 20. The lie, I am dirty, damaged beyond repair. The truth, I have been washed, justified, sanctified in the name of Christ by the Holy Spirit. See 1 Corinthians 6, verse 11. The lie, I am unlovable. The truth, nothing can separate me from the love of God in Christ. See Romans 8, verse 37 to 39. The lie, God can't use me. He won't use me. The truth, I am God's workmanship, created in Christ for good works prepared for me. See Ephesians 2, verse 10. The lie, I am defined by sin, what was done to me or done by me. The truth, I have been crucified with Christ and raised to new life in him. I believe Christ's blood defines me. See Galatians 2 verse 20. The lie, I can't be forgiven. The truth, I don't have authority to forgive myself, but I am forgiven by God. His word is authoritative in my life. See Colossians 1, verse 13 to 14. Sometimes we allow the pain and victimization of the past to provide license for how we respond to God and to others. Victims can minimize the harm we cause to others by comparing it to our past pain. Victims believe the lies that no one really understands our suffering, or that our pain is more important than the wounds we inflict on others. But God doesn't want any sin 
our sins or the sins against us, to determine how we respond to others or to him. Christ is our example to follow. 1 Peter 2 verse 21 to 25 says, Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed, for you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Christ was abused for your sin. He innocently suffered God's wrath for the sins of the world. He understands suffering more than anyone. His suffering did not define him, nor did Christ use it to revile or threaten others. He trusted the Father through his suffering, believing the Father's character in order to love you. Through the Holy Spirit, Christ now lives in you. You can follow his example. God can use what happened to you for his glory, for the good of others, and for your good too. Answer this question. Question 3. How have you allowed your victimization to justify your own sinful behavior? Letting go of past labels can be scary, but it is freeing to no longer be shackled by pain of the past. When God determines your identity and you rely upon Him to direct your future, there is hope and purpose in life. Remember your identity in Christ from Step 7, Week 1, Day 3, which said, Loved, accepted, chosen, forgiven, blameless, righteous, holy, free, a new creation, his child, an heir, a friend, a saint, a co-worker, his temple, a member of his body, united in spirit with him, one in fellowship with him, one who bears spiritual fruit, a sharer of his nature, someone with direct access to him, able to know God, able to do God's will, set apart for his good work. You were created to reflect God's image in a broken and decaying world. Your abuse does not disqualify you from God's plan. He can redeem the ugly past and use it for his glory. You need only to trust him, follow him, and allow him to make the necessary changes for you to become more like Jesus. Be willing to trust God so that you can live out your God-given purpose. Choose to replace the lies of abuse with the truth of God's word. Let Christ determine your identity rather than sin, another person's opinion, or even your own feelings. God knows you better than you know yourself. You are his child, chosen, forgiven, and made righteous through Christ. He can redeem the past. He knows your purpose for the future. The closing prayer for this lesson is, God, I trust you with my past, present, and future. Help me to embrace my identity in Christ. Help me to follow your will so I can live with purpose in the plan that you have for me.